Vardam Varaj Ben Benediction Benediction Asmakam Hava Ipsitam Desire Jagat Of the Universe Ate Aurora Prasanna Satisfied Bhagavan The Supreme Personality of Godhead
just for the pleasure of the Lord. So Bhagwan can be understood in three different ways. So there are three types of different kinds of transcendentalism. Transcendentalism is that those who want to transcend this material world. So the materialist, materialistic people do not know all these things. They are covered by the material maya. And they are only designed to enjoy this material world. So we have to get above that. So once people are frustrated by this, then first thing that comes is, is basically first is attachment to this material world. So these are the characters they want to enjoy. Right? Once they get frustrated from this, then they, what they want to do is like this. No, no enjoyment here. There's no bliss here. So what should we do? The thing is that we should get out of this material world. So that's the first thing. Right? How do we get out of this? Then they start actually doing speculation. I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not this body. I'm changing, the body is changing all the time. I'm the same person. People are dying all the time. So eventually they want to get out of this material world. Right? So these are the people who are called Maya Bhaktis. Everything is Maya. But they do not understand who Krishna is. Right? Because of frustration, because of anger, right? So, eventually they come to a point where they want to merge into the Supreme. Because they know that, let's get out of here. So Krishna is very merciful. When you want to get out of this place, then He lets you get out. Whatever you want, Krishna actually fulfills it. But where do they go? They go to this place called Brahma Jyoti. Right? And they try to be there. But the nature of the soul is Sajit Anand. So they are always looking after for bliss, pleasure. And what happens? There is no bliss there. Right? So Brahma Jyoti is a place where there is no suffering. But that does not mean there is no, there is bliss there. Right? So it leads to a point where the Jiva gets frustrated. Right? He can be just a, just like if somebody puts you in the water, while you are in the water you are suffering. But once you come out, right, it flees, or oh, you are blissful. But it's not actually blissful. It, what has basically happened is that the suffering has flees. So there is no more suffering and we mistake that as ananda. We mistake that as bliss. So Jiva stays there for a while and then they come down again. Come down to the material world again. And they go through the same thing again. They take care. You know, when there is bed, there is bed, then there is definitely bed. And in between, there is old age and disease. Right? So, and then you go through the same cycle again and again. Right? Then they want to actually, then the next group of people, these are all the, who are going to have Brahman realization. Above the bodies are called Brahman Anandis. So these people at least have some conception that there is Brahma and they want to go there. They want to enjoy the bliss of Brahma because they know that there is no happiness here. Let's go there. So these people have some knowledge. They understand that there is something superior to them. Even though they do not have the full understanding of it. But Mayavadis do not have understanding of this. 
My bodies are like this, you know. Um, suppose there's a sick person. He's in the hospital, right? And he can't eat anything. He's eating all those, you know, uh, you know, if, if he, those who have been to the hospital, they know what they eat, you know. Food without any salt, you know. It's almost unbelievable uh, stuff. It's just to keep the body going, you know. He's passing through urine and everything uh, in bed, you know. His life is miserable, right? And then you go and get it, you know. When you get better, it's good, you know. You get to eat again, you know. You get to walk again, you know. And the Mayabhadis are thinking, you know, I'm already eating here, you know. I'm already passing through and everything here. If I get better, I'm going to go into the same thing. What is the point of it? Right? So, they are saying the same thing, you know. Now we are servant of Maya. Right? We are actually in saving the Maya. Now, what you are asking me to do is, don't be servant of Maya, be servant of Krishna. So, I'm servant now, I'll be servant there. So, what is the point? I'm eating now, I'll be eating then. What's the point? It's the same thing. They can't actually understand this. Right? So, what they want to do? They really want to become God. Actually, they want zero. They don't want to do anything. They want to basically finish anything. Mayabhadi philosophy and the Buddhist philosophy is very same. In the end, they just don't want anything because they tried to become God, it didn't work out, you know, because of it. But now they are fearful and they just want to basically give up everything. The next group of uh, transcendentalists are Pramedi. These are the people who actually meditate on the super soul. So they sit down, they do their sun, the yoga, sun. So these are the six stages. There are eight stages. The first, first six stages is basically karma yoga. Because it's all to do with the body, how to sit down properly, how to breathe properly and all those things. And in the end, the seventh one is where you have, what is the seventh one? The last one is samadhi. Yeah. Yeah. So dhyan and samadhi. So dhyan is the one where actually Meditate on the Lord. So that's when it becomes spiritual. The first six steps is actually becomes material. And the six steps, once you actually get to the six steps, there are a lot of other things because with that it comes in deep. The last stage is basically where you can make your reading in and reading out. So by that you can sit in the word of God, because if you stop reading, you can be sitting anywhere. Right? So with this, a lot of other um, Siddhis that comes up, you can travel as fast as you want, you can go, you know, you, uh, you go. the soul travels and visits all the places, you know, you go and see the whole Brahman, you know. So, these are the next group of people. But when they meditate, finally they come to the level of Dhyan and Samadhi, when they actually meditate on the Super Soul. The Super Soul does not reciprocate with the living entity. He is just there. And now watching everything. And because there is no reciprocation with the soul, there is no relationship with uh, And in the end, they keep meditating and they say, oh, it would be nice to mention to them. Right? So it basically becomes like, okay, let's get, you know, when they leave their body, I'm going to mention to them. But at least they have a little bit more understanding that something is more superior to them. Uh, and when they meet a devotee, and he explains that above these three, above these two, there is a supreme personality called Bhagwan, right? Then they start actually 
understanding the truth right now. So, the constitutional position of the living entity is Jiva Sarupavai Nitya Krishna Das. That we are the eternal servant of Krishna. Once we understand that, that we are servant of Krishna, there is a master there, right? And the seventh stroke is only to please the Lord, because this is what I said, we do not desire anything other than your full satisfaction. So this is the goal of life. I was just thinking the other day, you know, with the Bhakti Charu Maharaj not being so well, you know, and I was thinking, how should we pray? You know? And they said, Radhyatra going in, in uh, Jagannath Puri. And I was thinking, you know, what is the form of Jagannath? Why does he take that form? It is because of his separation from his devotees. And he has taken that form. Now he has, by his mercy, he has given some of his pure devotees to come and preach to us. But he is also feeling separation. Now, Bhakti Charu Maharaj, you know, they are not ordinary people. They are not suffering for their karma. They are beyond that. They are pure devotees. Nagopal Krishna Maharaj, Jepataka Maharaj, whatever they are going through now, you know, so much suffering. It's not because of what they did in their previous life. It's not like us, we are suffering because of all those things. It is because, yes, they are suffering. It could be because the reaction of the disciples. The karma of the disciples they are suffering. But I was thinking, why is Krishna putting him through all this? Why is he going through all this? Why did Sri Prabhupada go through all this? And I was thinking, it is for our purification. It is not for his purification. I can guarantee when he lives, but whenever it happens, Prabhupada will personally come and there is no doubt about that. Krishna will personally welcome But why is he going through all this? It is for our purification. Because at this time, you know, everybody is thinking about him. Those who are devotees, those who are in this form, they are praying for him. But how should we pray for him? So do we say, Krishna, keep him here, please, you know. Let him suffer more for us. It's just like what the Christians say. You know, let's give all our karma to Christ so that He can suffer for us. Is that the way we should pray? Or should we say, Krishna, do whatever you please? But we need Him. We need the association of people with us. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. You do whatever you choose to do. So all those prayers that people are putting in, because devotional service does not mean you just worship Krishna. Thinking about a pure devotee, a Vaishnava is also devotional service. It's very purifying. Because bhakti, the devotional service, only is given by from a pure devotee, from a devotee. Krishna even doesn't need bhakti. But he has given this license to his devotees to give bhakti to whoever they choose. And even then, Krishna doesn't want to give bhakti to that person. If the devotee gives the bhakti to a person, Krishna is forced to actually give bhakti. There are many examples like Prahlad Maharaj, his father. 
Krishna came and killed him. But at the end of the day, because Prahlad Maharaj wanted to save him, Krishna nursing there had to kill him, save him. So, times like this, you know, what do we learn from this? We shouldn't be thinking Maharaj is sick, we should get him. We have to understand this. It could happen to us one day so. And from what I have heard, you know, whatever you read, if you are following up Maharaj's things, it is not a great pleasant way to go. You know, you can't breathe, you know. You know, basically when you go to the ventilator, you are unconscious most of the time. Uh, he don't know what is happening. Nobody knows what their people are doing, what they are putting into you. you know. And this is what Prabhupada was saying. Who was the devotee? Kula... Kula Sita? Huh? Yeah, he was praying in that way, you know. Please, my Lord, my, I'm still healthy now. Right? Take me away because I can concentrate, I can focus my mind at your own speed. You know, not when we are in a miserable situation, when we are old, you know, and I can't breathe properly, and then how can I breathe, how can I focus on the lotus feet of your So we should live our life in such a way, you know, that we can actually go above this materialization. We can understand, that we have been reading Bhagavad Gita for so long, we have been listening to so, so many classes, but we haven't understood the basic. The basic is that we are not this body. Anybody who is attached to his family, his wife, his children, right, understanding that they are yours, anybody who is attached to the country, right, anybody who is fighting for the black, what do you call? Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. They are, even if you are a devotee, you have not understood the basic. That you are not this body. We are not this body. The black, the white, the Asian, the Australian, women, men, you know, dog, animal. This is all to do with the body. It is nothing to do with the soul. Soul is separate from that. It's just like when you are doing a play, you are doing a drama, and they give you a second role. And they make you Narad Muni, for example, right? Narad Muni, Bajayanina, Radhikaraman, Namini. So you are chanting like this very nicely, you know, half an hour play, one hour play. And then after that you think, oh, I'm Narad Muni. And that's what our situation is. We have been changing bodies. There's 8.4 million different types of bodies. There are 8.4 million different types of punishments that Maya puts you through. This is what basically is. One day you are in the body of a dog, one next time you are a tree. You know. This is all punishment. That's not your real self. We cannot get attached to this body. We have to go beyond this body. We have to understand this. We are not this body. And anything that is related to the body, if the body is false, if you are not the body, then all the relationship with the body is also so who is your wife? Who is your husband? Who is your children? The bank balance in the account, does it belong to you? The house, does it belong to you? When you leave this body, we work so hard for all these things. We put so much effort into this. And then at the end of the day, everything is finished. We have nothing.
We can be nothing when we go with nothing. Even this body is taken away. Either it's fed to the animals, or it is burnt, or you put it in the ground and it becomes those maggots. You know. And that's what it is. So we have to go beyond this. We have to understand that we are not this body. Everyone is a spirit soul. Everyone is a servant of Krishna. And then we start helping everybody. Help yourself first by understanding this. And then become a nice devotee so others can learn from you. Any opportunity you get to do service, please do it. But service should be done with the mood that it is to please Krishna. Not that I am doing such nice service. Not that I am giving such a nice verse. Not that I am a president of the temple or I am the you know, commander of the temple, you know. These are all temporary positions. These are positions that Krishna has mercifully given to you so that you can serve Him and serve His devotees. If you get attached to the positions, I am such a nice husband, you know, I look after this, I am such a good teacher, you know, I got a very good friend of me, who every time he visits, he says, oh, he's a good, very good teacher, you know, the kids love him, you know. He's too good friend to be for me to preach to him. But the truth is that this is all temporary. Who is doing everything? Are we doers of anything? Is the soul the doer? Or everything is carried out by the three modes of material nature? Now if you understand this, this basic principle that whatever is happening, is happening by the three modes of material nature, then you won't blame him on anybody. Because he is not doing it. The material nature is doing it. So what is the person doing? He is just in there. He thinks he is doing it. According to our karma, according to our past desires, we are put in a particular situation. That's it. Who is a husband? Who is a wife? When a person leaves his body, before they leave the body, they get already another body. You cannot leave your current body until you know what is your next body. So what, how do you decide who is your husband or They have to find some similar karma. Okay, that one matches. Okay, you go there. You can take bed in that particular family. Sometimes there are some people in the family, they are so nice. And then you have got a black sheep in the family. Right? Who make their life so miserable. Now you look at uh, the Yadudamasi. Everybody is a devotee of the Lord. And then comes comes up and makes everybody's life miserable. So we wonder why is that happening? Because we have to suffer certain kindness from that. Now we blame, you know, okay, this is what's happening, you know. Whatever happening in America, you know, everybody blames Trump, you know. It's not Trump's fault, he is just a pawn in the hands of the Maya Devi. <laughs> That's what it is. This kind of thing, you know. Just like, you know, the situation here, you know. We say, oh, the Prime Minister is, uh, is responsible for everything. With this virus going on, what control does he have? Now, a premier, you know, locked down certain suburbs and things like that. What control does he have? Nothing. It's just, this virus is controlling everything. Isn't that right? We have no control over anything. So, we have to understand this. Either we are in control of Maya or we can choose to be 
in under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. That's your choice. That's the little bit of independence that Krishna has given us. Whom you want to serve? You want to serve his energy? Maya Devi, separate from him, or you want to serve Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead? That's what we have to do. So, we should devote as much time as possible in the association of devotees. So we can learn from them because they have already realized it. You, know. you look at these gurus, you know, it's like my spiritual master, this Ovartaman Krishna Maharaj used to say. I didn't have any children, you know, but Krishna has given me so many now. I've got thousands of disciples. To him, it didn't really matter. They go and preach to anybody who wants to actually listen to Krishna consciousness. To them, everyone is important. Everybody is children of Krishna. Everybody should get out of this material world. That's the mood we have actually to We might not be as great as the spiritual master, but we can do it on a small, you know, you look after the family. Those who are the people, those who are living in the temple. Treat everybody who comes nicely. They are here as Radhavalas, Gomita's guests. Our job is to facilitate them. Krishna has given the position they might be the host. But we are not the host, we are just representing Radhavala. Give them nice prasad and talk to them, you know. When somebody comes to your place, do you go and talk to them? Do you spend some time with them? So many times people people come here, there's no one to talk to. We should make them welcome. So they want to come again. This is our service to the devotees who are here. Whatever your mood is, make sure there's prasadam or whatever. Prabhupada used to say that you should cook for five, six people prasadam all the time. Somebody comes, give them prasadam. When they're finished, we cook another lot for next devotees. And in the end, if there's nobody there, then whoever is there, they eat it. You know, and then nothing is getting wasted. The most powerful thing in this material world at the moment is prasadam distribution. Because once they take prasadam, once they understand taking prasadam, they get purified, they get a bit of security, they get a little bit of fight. And once they have that fight, then they have sadhu sangha. So Shraddha comes first. We need to actually give an opportunity where people can have a little bit of self Changing of the holy name, Harina, that's very important. Unfortunately, now we can't do all those things. But then there are different ways. Before we used to go and people used to reach a certain number of people. You go to Melbourne, you know, in the city, there might be 5,000, 10,000 people who might hear you. Now with this thing on the internet, Thousands of people are listening all over the world. So much Harinam going. This is what's going to purify this place. This is what's going to make it Vaikuntha. This is what. This is the first 10,000 years of that what Prabhupada said. 500 years has already gone. The other 9,500 is the time when it's the greatest time. Now this is the time when we can actually get out of this material. So that's what our focus should be. Not to make money not to have a nice house, not to have that, that's not the focus. The focus should be how to get out of here, how to go back to Godhead. This is not our place, we are in the prison. We are in charge of 
Durga there. Durga means one who is the prison keeper. We have to get out of this prison house and go back to Godhead. My kids get upset when I tell them that you are in the prison. <laughs> so how can you say that? <laughs> but that's the truth. You know. We are in the prison. You tell them, you know, they read this, oh, Prabhupada said, you know, this about women or this about men, you know. And the women are not intelligent, for example, like China Kapati said, women are not intelligent, you know. But who is a woman? It's just a body. When you get a particular body, you get a particular nature. The nature of the body, of the body is more emotional. The nature of a man is they are more intellectual, they use their brain to do things. That's why men are not attached to too many things. You tell them something, you get a group of women and they want to talk together, they have to be emotionally connected to work together. Men, yeah, they can do that, they are hitting them, they are so right. Because that's the nature. But we should not get attached that I'm a female, I'm a male. Because that's where you are now. That's the role you are playing We are Jeepers. We are the marginal energy. We are the servant of the Lord. So we, that's what the focus should be. The focus should be how to get out of this prison and go back to go back to Godhead, go back to Krishna, where we can serve him with love and devotion. I was thinking about the point I was driving about how much Krishna loves us. You look at Jagannath, Lord Jagannath, it's Ratyatra going on at the moment. He lives, I was reading the past times, how he lives, you know, why he does the Ratyatra. His desire is to go and see the devotees in Vrindavan. Now, we know how most of the time we have heard of the past time where I think it's in Kurichetra or in Dwarka, where the Krishna is always changing, rather understanding, Gopi's name is thinking about uh, the bread passes. And the Rani is the queens of them who are sending him so nicely, they are always thinking, why is he always talking about who are these people? Right. So they approach Rohini Devi. Rohini is one of those fortunate souls who has been in both places. So she understands the mood of the Prajvasis. And then she said, tell us about the Prajvasis. Why is Krishna always anchoring for them? Why is Krishna always thinking of them? Why is Krishna talking about them? You know? Rukmani says that Krishna is always talking in the sleep. And Satyabhama says, what are you saying he's talking when he's in sleep? He's always talking about them even when he's awake. You know? Forget about when somebody is sleeping in his, in his sleep. He's talking about them also when he's awake. So Rukmani says, you know, I can tell you this, you know. But the thing is that if Krishna and Balram, you know, they listen about this, you know, they feel very happy. So they go to a place, they put Subhadra as one of the guards at the door to make sure that Krishna and Balram do not come. And they tell them that Rukmani Devi is telling about the pastimes of, of the Brad Parsis. And then wherever they talk about Krishna and his devotees, you know, Krishna immediately comes there. So Krishna gets attracted to it, Balram comes there, and they form that beautiful form of Jagannath Bhadev and Subhadra. Uh, 
So that's how they got that form, right? In the setting mood, in separation of the bread verses. But then I was reading a book or a lecture given by Gaurabhavinda Maharaj, where he said there's another past time which he said to do that. He said once upon a time, Krishna basically did not wake up in the morning. So he was lying in the bed, you know, he was thinking, you know, he was in so much separation of um, the breath process. So Krishna was saying, um, so Uddhava knows his situation, and Narayani was there. So they looked at Krishna and they understood that, okay, he's not in Dwarka today. You know, he's physically in Dwarka, but he is mentally, emotionally, he's in Braj. Uh, and they said that, you know, Krishna is basically very unconscious, you know. So he said, how do we, what do we do? Uh, to actually revive him, Udhavaneva knows that we have to change Radharani's name Krishna's year and he will wake up out of this. But they knew that as soon as he gonna get up, he would want to go to brush. Uh, and Balram came there as well, explained the situation and he said, what do we do? He said, if he has to, if he wants to go to Braj, then we should get the chariot ready for him. So they said, yeah, this is a good idea. When Krishna gets up, we're going to put him in the chariot and go. But then, Narayana said, he said, but there's a problem there. I have been to, sorry, Udhava said, I have been to Braj. And the situation in Braj is very bad. People are suffering so much. If Krishna goes there and sees the situation of all the red bosses, he would never want to leave. He will never come back. Right? So what we have to do is, why don't one of us go back, go to Braj and inform them, get them prepared that Krishna is coming so that or at least it's much, much better than what their current situation is. And then they discussed and they said, I think this is a good idea. Uddhava, I think you should go. Right? And Uddhava said, whatever you're saying is very good. But I've already been there once. And when I was there for three months, I preached to them, don't worry, Krishna is coming, Krishna is coming, I'll make sure I send him. And every time I preach, tell Krishna to go, Krishna says, okay, I'm going. He's never born me. So, how would they believe me? You know, why would they believe me? I've already lied to them. They'll say, oh, this is another one, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, each other was saying, before you go, nothing would happen. And then Balram said, I would have to love to go, but my situation is same, you know. I was there for two months. I told Mother Yashoda, don't worry, I'm going to bring Lala. And every time I tell Krishna, same thing. I'll go, I'll go, you know. When he goes, he hasn't still gone, you know. How would they believe me now? So at that time, Subhadra Devi comes in. And Subhadra says, they explain the situation to us. Subhadra says, okay, I'll go. I'll go there because I'm a woman, right? They'll believe me. I'll sit down in Mother Yashoda's lap and I'll explain to her, don't worry, she's coming. And because we are women, you know, men are always lying, you know. You know, you can't trust them. You know, who have said this, you know, but, so, but don't worry. Now, I understand your the situation and I go. So, they got a chariot ready for Subhadra Devi. 
Subhadra says. And what Balan said, what? My younger brother is doing, my sister is doing, I'll go as well, right? So they got a ticket ready for him. Right? So then they said, okay, what we're going to do is, Balan can go first with Subhadra Devi. So that's why Balan chariot goes first. And Subhadra Devi's chariot follows him there. And you go there and tell all the other bosses that Krishna is coming. Right? Prepare them nicely so they can receive him nicely. Right? And then we'll wake up Krishna. So, Narad Muni goes, you know, once they have already left, Narad Muni goes to Krishna and he starts chanting Radharani's name in Krishna's ear. You know, Krishna wakes up, you know, as soon as he hears Radharani's name, you know, he says, Oh, where's my food? Where's my food? You know, it stands up in three bundle form, you know, just like our Bala was standing in three, uh, in three different places, right? So he stands up like this. Now this is the form of Raj. It is not the form of Dwarka, right? Then he says, where's my fruit, you know? Where's my fruit? Who took my fruit? The Gokishtigari took my fruit again, you know? And he's talking like this. And he looks at Udhava. Hey Udhava, what are you doing in Raj? Right? And then he looks at Naradmani. Naradmani, you are here too. And then he looks around and he realizes he's not in Braj, but he's in Dwarka. So he becomes sad, you know. And then Udhava says, My Lord, we knew that this is going to happen to you, you know. You were thinking about the breath process. Look, we have got your chariot ready. Right? And Balram and Subhadra have already gone to inform everybody that you are coming. So please, let's go. Right. So if you have the good thing about this phone and technology and everything is that you can see what's happening even though you are not there. So you see when Jagannath is coming out of there, he's shaking like this, you know. Because he's so intoxicated, he's so much in separation. So when he walks from there, he's not walking straight, he's walking like a drunken man. And that's how you see Jagannath um, is coming out of the temple when he goes on the chariot. So uh, Udhava and Narayana, they get hold of him and somehow the other, they glide into the chariot and they put him on the chariot. So then they call Dharuk. Dharuk is the chariot. Right? So he says, take him. And that takes him to the speed of the mind, you know. So basically, he is there. You know. So, as Krishna is going there, Balram and Subhadra have already arrived there. Right? So, when they look at the condition of the Prajbasis, how much their separation in there, you know, and what happens to Dauji, he becomes like the in a steady form, right? Subhadra Devi sees the situation there, same thing. So she was saying, I'm going to go and inform Mother Yashoda, you know, forget about sitting in her lap and telling her that Mother Krishna is coming. They already stand in that form of Jagannath and Subhadra Devi. Meanwhile, the situation in Vrindavan is very bad. The devotees are in separation. But the heart of all the devotees is Radharani. Because that's why in Brazil everybody is standing Radhe Radhe. And the Radharani situation is so bad that there is so much in separation that she cannot live anymore. And the whole Braj is thinking that she is about to leave her body. 
and she is lying in the lap of her sati, Lalita Devi, in her, in her palms. Her body is so frail that even her servants, her white servants, they don't want to even put the fan because the wind can even actually destroy her. You know, such miserable condition. You know. uh, and she is telling the sakis, you know, please take me to one of the, under the trees of, at the bank of Yamuna, because that's a very favorite place, you know, every morning we can, Jamuna Chari, you know, at the bank of the Yamuna. Put me there and get the mud from Yamuna and cover my whole body with the dust of, and then on, on the dust, write Shams name And when I'm about to leave my body, just then, Sham, Sham, so I can leave my body and basically be his eternal self. The gopis, the Pradhbasis are suffering so much. Mathura is not that far away, but they do not tell Krishna to come back. Because they are doing, the way they are trying is that we do not desire, desire anything other than your full satisfaction. So they are to Krishna, if it only, if it only makes you happy, then come. Otherwise, you stay wherever you are. We are going to stay in your separation. So this is the condition of Radharani. And by the potency of Yogamaya, Krishna arrives there. And when Krishna sees Radharani in that situation, his eyes become big, his hands shrinks into his legs, shrinks into his body. And he falls down on the ground. He becomes like a wood. And he's floating in the Rasabhav. The mood of separation of Radharani. And then as soon as the cities, the fragrance of Krishna is carried by the wind onto Radharani. And as soon as she smells the fragrance of Krishna, she wakes up and she sees a prana there. And this is the form of Lord Jagannath. I, I like this one better than the other one because this is branch here. This is happening in branch. This is happening in front of Radharani. And this is the power, this is the wooden form that Krishna is floating in the ocean of Radha of Brajha. So I was thinking, you know, Krishna misses his devotees so much. By his mercy, he lets, lets us have them for a little while. Now Prabhupada was here for a while, you know. There's so many devotees, you know. Gaurabhavinda Maharaj, Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj, he's one of Samar Krishna Goswami Maharaj. These are not ordinary people, they came here to be with us, to help us to actually go back to Godhead, to understand. We should take this opportunity, follow them, read them, read whatever they are getting, so that we can actually get inspired to go back and be with them. Our lives should be devoted like this. We shouldn't be running after money, we shouldn't be running about all these things. Because everything is temporary. The day you leave, you know, a million dollars in the bank is no value. You can't take the next value to start with zero again. 
So those who are fortunate, we have been very fortunate. We out of billions of people in the world, we have been handpicked, we have been selected somehow or the other to actually come in contact with these two devotees. Especially those who have taken initiation, you know. This is not an ordinary thing, you know. It's one of the biggest gifts that Prabhupada has given us. So take this opportunity, you know. The COVID is one of the best things here. To me, I think it's one of the greatest things that have happened since I started my job. You know. Is the time I sit down, I've been able to do more series, you know, change more for arms. Otherwise, we just run after you know, days past, you know, get too tired, and you know, every day is back to normal. You know. And those who are here in the temple, please take this opportunity. You know. This might not last forever. Tomorrow, you know, Maya Devi or some other day he might get, you know, and that's it, you know, he get married, he move out, you know, the whole life changes, the whole situation changes, you know. So rather than saving Krishna, you know, we start saving us. So use this opportunity, change your arms nicely. But of all of them, the most important thing is association of the devotees, Sadhu Sangha. So whatever way form you can take it, either by personal association, Vani or Bhakti, you know, of the Vani is more important. You know. So, let's hope we can make the best use of our time in this difficult time. Let's pray to Lord Krishna, you know, for the welfare of all the devotees. You know, it's not only few of the, you know, as far as the pure devotees are concerned, whether they are here or they are really, you know, those who are, you know, uh, still under the control of Maya, you know, still haven't understood that they are not this body, they are the soul, they haven't understood that we are servant of Krishna and our um, rightful constitutional position is in the lotus feet of the Lord. Let's pray for them, you know, help them in any way. You know, the different ways you can do service. Give them a flower, just give them a little bit of love, give them some prasadam, you know. You know, just smile at them. You know, just make them feel comfortable, make them feel welcome, you know. If they, even if they like a devotee, you know, they might progress. Once Prabhupada was walking and somebody said, Good morning to Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, See, he has made so much advancement just by wishing. Well, wishing for devotee. So if you if you become likable, you know that's also serving Krishna. Okay. Krishna. Okay. Any questions? Any comments? Good luck, good luck, good luck.